Welcome to the Happiness Podcast, brought to you by me, Mark Price, and my platform, Engaging Works, designed to help you be happier at work. Having been the boss of Waitrose for many years and working within the John Lewis Partnership, I became interested in the way that we work. How being happy at work can not only transform an individual's life, but how it can also transform an organisation. So my mission is to get the world a little bit happier at work. In doing so, I've created a happiness survey which measures and then compares to others how happy you are at work. It's free to take and you can find out about it at engaging.works. In the Happiness Podcast, I'll be speaking with people from all walks of life about how they work and their happiness at work. From people who have had career changes to entrepreneurs who have forged their own career paths. It's all about happiness and how we recognise this happiness at work and all get a little bit happier. I'm Rebecca Humphreys, I'm an actress and writer and I'm the co-founder of The Trowel Beauty website. Uh, I'm Claire Rigby, I am the other co-founder of The Trowel website and I work in museum education. So the first question I need to ask you is why did you call your new website The Trowel? <laughs> did you slap it on with a trowel? <laughs> <laughs> It's all about it's all about sort of troweling it on in a way that doesn't feel quite so earnest and sort of I don't know there's there's this sort of faux sensuality that tends to come into play when people write about beauty and we're the opposite of that we wanted to deliberately make it very down to earth and just for women like us really yeah a bit Beano-ish a bit Beano <laughs> thanks Claire so what gave you the idea so you're obviously great friends you've known each other for how many years. Not that long, actually. No. Only a couple of years. So, two years. How did you meet? We met through my husband, who went to drama school with Rebecca. So then, what led you to set up your beauty website, The Trail? We sort of bonded, Claire and I, um, over many things, but over a, a shared interest in the beauty industry, didn't we, would you say? So, we, we, we kind of always had that as, as something that bonded us and, and that we loved talking about and we loved comparing notes on things. Yeah, oh, I've just bought this. What, what do you think? Can I try a bit? Yes, of course, you know, and sort of it would be us in our corner with our partners on the other corner and us kind of going through our, yeah. our, new, our new halls. So last year uh, in October, or in, in, it goes a bit further back than that actually, in August and September I was working at Condé Nast and uh, I was emailing Claire over my lunch breaks and probably when I should have been working actually <laughs> I don't like there anymore I can say that <laughs> um, and we sort of were having a bit of a laugh uh, about all the beauty stuff that was coming into my office and I thought to myself well maybe I'll just email Claire some silly reviews of them and make her laugh and then Claire would bat them back to me and we'd go back and forth and then I suppose that come we sort of did that for a while and and then it comes to this moment in the year last year in October where Suddenly, uh, I left my ex-partner and found myself on the front page of all the newspapers and I called Claire that evening and I went straight to her house and she sort of took care of me, really. We took you in. You did, <laughs> almost great instantly. Pleasure. Yeah. In fact, really instantly. Yeah. And yeah. took me in and at which point uh, we sort of... Um, like in a, in a way to bolster me, I was at home at Claire's house and she went back to work at, at the museum and um, I got this email through that said the show must go on and it had, and it had a, a review on it and it just made me laugh so much and so I did 
I do one every day after that point to cheer myself up and, and make myself feel better. So is it that moment that you become closer because you've ended a relationship, you've mm-hmm. gone to stay with Claire, you must have had lots of time together. Was it sitting at the kitchen table you had and you said, the trowel, that's it? I would end up reading the reviews to people because they were so funny. And I thought, well, actually, maybe people want to... There's a market for this. People want to read these. They're really entertaining. And people were going and getting them as well. A couple of friends like of they ours were. were going and buying them because of the way that we'd spoken about them and the fact that it was like just devoid of earnestness. Um, people really seemed to like it. And then I guess, cut to, it was a, a sort of sitting in the garden going we should do this, you know, we should put these online and let people see them and we should do it properly as well. And, yeah, so to, to answer your question, yes, I suppose that is the answer. So what was the hardest thing about setting up? Loads of people listening to this podcast will, will be thinking, oh, I've always had a dream to set up my own business, my own website, whatever. So what was the hardest thing about doing it? Ooh, mm, I think uh, probably creating the website is quite a sort of spooky thing at first, isn't it? I'd used um, one of these sort of build-your-own-website platforms before for something else. And so I had a kind of rough idea of what to do. And that was a good start because I think it sort of just bolstered us and going, okay, let's use this one. You found a template that looked nice. And we were able to sort of figure it out. So I suppose, actually, digital has a lot to do with the, uh, the facilitation of it, you know, being being able to um, do something that a few years ago you would have had to hire someone in for. We, we wouldn't have done that. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, I, I suppose that because Claire and I knew each other so well anyway, we really had a grasp on each other's strengths. And as such, I could really leave that to Claire and like really entrust her with that. And then I remember you sending me an email saying, oh, well, I think it's done and looking and just feeling so elated, you know, it was just beautiful. It was exactly what I had in mind. We've got very shared taste and very similar kind of um, kind of vision for it. So that was, that was my, certainly my difficulty. Like, I wouldn't have known where to start, and thankfully Claire sort of stepped in at that point. So what's gone into it is your passion and your energy. And um, spookily, what happened to you in terms of your relationship breakup? Yes. If it hadn't been for that, you wouldn't be doing this now, I suspect. I don't, I don't think I would have been so... Um, I don't think it, it, I would have galvanised me as much as it did, mm. either of us did. You mm. know, we would certainly have carried on doing this back and forth, but actually the decision for it to be public and the decision for us to go, no, actually this is, this is something that could be really good for us, both. Came from that, I would say. It was such an unusual situation, and um, I think with what happened to Rebecca, it was on such an extreme scale. But actually, I think we can all relate to a relationship breaking down, and and you know the disappointment, the heartbreak of that, and and all eyes were on her essentially, and it was just a way of doing something really productive with mm. that. Um, you know, making making a bit of lemonade, I suppose. It is making yeah. a bit of lemonade, and what was so. Um, extraordinary even now about it is that I think Claire you probably have a much uh, more accurate grasp of just how public it was than I did because I didn't I had no idea I was in I was in the house you know I, I was really aware and conscious that I was getting lots of emails from lots of news outlets like asking for my opinion on things and 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 obviously like how the tweet that I sent out went viral but I didn't speak to the the press from that moment on and and I didn't really have any any actual idea of just how public it was um 
but I think I feel like you did. <laughs> and and so, but that that's you know testament to you, like you know, and and this project and the trial, you know, you had a real idea that this was going to be something that was almost like protecting me to a certain extent. Yeah, Whereas I'm just blindly going along <laughs> thinking, oh, no one knows who I am, you know. <laughs> and, for, and for those people who've been living in outer Mongolia for the last six months, <laughs> in a nutshell, um, what happened? And um, did it galvanise you to say, right, hmm. I'll show you? Because I think for a lot of people in relationships, when something happens that's not nice, they do have that feeling of, you know what, I'm, I'm going to go and do something now. I'm going to make a mark in a different way. Uh, yeah, I think <laughs> that's absolutely the case. I mean, for, for those who, does, who don't know, what happened was, in October, pictures came out in the media of my now ex-partner kissing his Strictly Come Dancing partner in the street. And the pictures were taken on my birthday, and uh, it came out on the Sunday after the show the night before. By which point, when they had come out in the papers, I was already at Claire's house. And, um, and yeah, I suppose that it did. I mean, it was actually not so much a, a reaction to what I saw on the front page of the newspapers. It was more a reflection on my relationship and what had happened mm. within my relationship. And, you know, you, you think back, don't you, when things happen about the time leading up to that moment. And actually, I knew that... I, I felt as though, I felt quite strongly as though I wanted to make a statement, I wanted to say something publicly about the actuality of what had happened in the relationship because I saw myself being presented by the media as something that I wasn't, you know, I was, I was sort of the wronged woman and there's a real female narrative that's just really easy for the press to, to grab, which is that of sort of poor, slightly virginal, you know, sad woman who sits at home while her partners off sort of snogging some siren and actually I was like no that's not me at all you know I'm I'm funny I'm interesting I'm intelligent and it's I feel like I've got a social responsibility to all of those women who who have been painted in that way to say you can be that and still have this happen to you and I suppose that um that the trial sort of came quite naturally on from that because it feels like a really empowering platform and I, I sort of gained a lot of empowerment from that time. Mm. And I hope that other women did too. I think they did, actually. I think it does give both of us a sense of purpose, not just because of, of what happened to me. I mean, that's, that's an absolute given. But also in terms of, I guess, like, feeling that, feeling that responsibility as a woman to be really honest with other women and to speak to other women in a way that would really speak to us. Because I don't think there is enough <coughs> of that in the beauty industry. Would you agree? I think that it's really funny and that's what's missing for me and I think that we talk about beauty in the same way that I don't know men would talk about golf or football or something it's yeah. really really hobbyist and it's really nerdy and it's and it's kind of really sisterly um, and I think that yeah no I would agree that doesn't exist or, or I hadn't found it um, on such a scale anyway so I do think that it, it provides a service. You were saying that while all this media stuff was going on you felt very protective uh, and you felt that Rebecca wasn't aware of it. Do you think that's because Rebecca, given her job as, a, as an, an actress, is in the public eye enough, and therefore it doesn't have the same effect that it might have on somebody who isn't every day in the public eye? Oh, I don't know. I think you can be an extrovert and, and be an actor, but I don't think anything 
I mean, that's, a, that's above your pay grade as an actor, I think, that kind of attention. Um, no, it was, it was just nuts, you know. It was just really, really, really a, a strange time. And I, it's funny, actually, I don't think I've ever really spoken aloud about how it felt my side. I, my, my feelings are sort of, you know, it didn't happen to me. But um, it, was, it was just surreal. It was nightmarish, and that's the only word for it. It's your worst nightmare. And I just felt so... Um, so terribly sad for my friend, and I just thought, like, like this, we can, we can, this is what we can do to help. We can just scoop her up and bring her here, and um, that was that was the best thing we could do, and keep her laughing with which these he, reviews, which she did. Yeah. Oh yeah, well, I remember yeah. that time. I would always remember that time incredibly fondly, and it's no mm. small part down to Claire and her husband and her family. And what does it feel like to be at the centre of a media storm like that? <laughs> Um, what does it feel like? It feels, it, it sort of feels slightly as though, um, it's slightly as though you're flying above it all and observing, lots of observing. I mean, I, I made a sort of conscious decision quite early on to approach what was happening. There's nothing I could control, and I'm a control freak, because Claire would attest, but, <laughs> but I, I, I just knew it was, so much of it was out of my control. What I could control were things like what I spoke about publicly. So I spoke publicly in a way that I, I thought represented myself once on social media and then never again. And, um, and so, or no, you know, up, and, up until a certain point, up until I was really ready to kind of control what I was saying and, and how I felt about that. And then I made a conscious decision to just, I suppose, observe and listen and approach approach my life and what I could approach and myself with a lot of kindness and a lot of gratitude as well because I think it would be it would have been so easy for me to you know take a poor me approach but it would have felt it felt really important that I needed to regain myself as a result of the media storm but also as a result of what had happened in the relationship and the quickest and easiest way for me to regain myself was to just look around me and be very, very grateful for all of the support I was receiving, which is, and, and the gratitude of it was so, so incredibly overwhelming. And I was very proud of myself as well for, for, what I, for what I said publicly, because if I hadn't have said that, then I wouldn't have had the response that I had had. So there was a lot of positives to be taken from it, and I just chose to focus on those. I mean. On occasion, it was easier said than done, but lucky for me, I just had such incredible people around me and support, and I just was really determined not to lose sight of that at the time. So we're going to move on now to take the survey. And <laughs> um, before we do that, one of the things that, um, uh, Claire, uh, you haven't talked about is that um, uh, you work in a museum, or you worked in a museum, um, so how did you get into working in a museum? Because I, I, I read archaeology, and I was going to be a trustee of the British Museum, but unfortunately I went to uh, work with the government, and I had to um, put that down. So it's been one of my dreams to be involved with museums. So, so tell me about working in a museum. How did I get into it? It was, it was uh, a, a very strange route. <laughs> I, I originally trained as a theatre designer, so I always wanted to work in design um, and it's a real kind of interest in objects and, um, and history and people um, and I, through working as a designer, I started also teaching design and I decided that what I was really, really passionate about was um, kind of inclusivity in the arts 
and um, giving people from all walks of life an opportunity to uh, not only enjoy museums as a one-off, but also kind of giving them the tools to uh, understand how to enjoy museums and art for life. Um, so I kind of use my teaching skills and my experience working in theatre, which is you know pretty invaluable for sort of being a, a good team player and so on. It's a real ensemble job, and all of them are. Um, and I started working at the um, the Barbican and Guildhall, uh, working on one of their new undergraduate degrees, which is a sort of cross arts degree that um, I think was was innately inclusive. Um, and now I I work in a different museum. Um, and I work kind of across uh, lots of different ages and programmes and so on and I have a particular interest in um, access, so making museums easier to enjoy for our disabled visitors. And, and you're currently at the National Portrait Gallery. Now tell me, which is your favourite picture there? Um, I, my favourite, favourite picture there is Mary Seacole. Um, and Mary Seacole lives in room... I think we'll get in trouble now. If it's not 23, it's 24. But um, it's a it's a small portrait. She's pretty unassuming, and she's uh, surrounded by um, large scale pictures of Queen Victoria and Florence Nightingale. And she has a real proud look and a jaunty red scarf. And um, it's not a portrait that has been in the public domain for very long. It was discovered kind of um, in an attic, I think. Um, and I really like that about its story and about a person whose legacy we're celebrating. Um, and it's uh, a really kind of positive way in which the gallery is uh, kind of promoting or, or trying to be more inclusive in its collection and the people whose faces are on the walls, not all the male and the pale. Very good. <laughs> very good. Um, very good. So, um, podcast listeners, there we have it. We have uh, Rebecca, uh, who spent uh, her life uh, to date as an actress, uh, and also uh, working in magazines. Uh, we have Claire, uh, who has been teaching uh, and working in museums galleries, who came together through uh, a degree of adversity to uh, form the trowel. And now what we're going to do is the happiness survey to see how you get on with each other in relation to the trowel. Do you feel appropriately rewarded for your work? Um, hmm... I'm going to, appropriately rewarded and appropriate, in terms of getting out what you put in, I'm going to put seven Okay. for this. I feel like a lot of people love it and a lot of people really enjoy it and that's incredibly rewarding. However, I still feel like there's more, there's more reach mm. that we haven't yet had access to and... I think that, and I would really like for like our passion to go a bit further than at the moment. Yeah, I'd really agree with that score, actually. I'd give it a okay. seven as well. And so what's really interesting about that and the way you've answered it is you've thought about the personal reward. What about the financial reward? Actually, you know what? We, I mean, in terms of financial stuff, that, um, I mean, I'm an actress. <laughs> such. I'm, I'm, I, I get paid horrendously. Um, for jobs like theatre. So I'm actually really accustomed to putting a lot into my work and not feeling as though I'm financially, you know, the, the, what I put in isn't necessarily what I take out financially. Um, certainly with the acting industry, uh, in terms of 
what I, I mean, any actor would agree with me, what you give in terms of your vulnerability and in terms of your, like, access to your personal life and access to your thoughts and what you take home with you. And actually, it's something that you never mm. really shake off when you're doing a production, I would, I would say. I'm sure Claire has, a, has an opinion on that. Her husband's an actor. Um, and so... And so, yeah, I, I'm 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 actually quite accustomed to that, and it doesn't really it doesn't really create a problem for me. I'm not someone who really bemoans okay. that. So, if you were scoring reward as in pay for acting, you'd probably go lower than seven. I probably would go lower than seven. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, Claire, in terms of financial reward, um, well, at the moment, the trial doesn't really make any money, so it's quite, it's going to score quite low on financial reward. Um, in in my primary um, job. Um, when I'm a civil servant, all the salaries are set. So they're fair. They could always be higher. <laughs> I think everyone I work with works really hard. We're all really passionate. And, um, you know, I think they deserve all the money in the world. But on the whole, okay. I am satisfied. Good. I, I knew what I was signing up for. Good. Okay. So next question. Okay. Do you feel recognised when you do something well? Um... Yes, I do, actually. And what, what, what score would I give it? I think I'm going to go with a seven again, actually. Um, I love a gold star. <laughs> and it really motivates me <laughs> to have a little gold star on my book. So, um, I, I definitely get that with Rebecca. Um, certainly, we send each other a copy all the time. And I, on the whole, get a giant big shouty caps, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, with choice quotes. We yeah. always try and do that. Absolutely. You know what I think is interesting, actually, that's made me, um, that's come up with this question for me is, we don't have comments open on our website. No. We don't have comments on, open on our website, and I think that um, as much as that would be a fun source of gold stars, um, it can also be quite a dark thing, <laughs> which is why I suppose we haven't got them. But, um, you know, maybe that would be something we could do to improve that, to really... Uh, hear more of what people are thinking about the work. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, I think I do feel recognised when we do something well, actually. I think I'm going to give it an eight. Um, because uh, it's just such a wonderful thing to have... I mean, speaking as a journalist as well, you know, to have something that's unedited and that is wholly you mm. that you put online, which was the whole point of it, um, and to have something that's unrecognisably... Oh, no, sorry, <laughs> the opposite of that, completely recognisably, um, <laughs> in your voice. And for people to really like your authentic voice and your authentic self, and that's for both of us as well. We mm. always, people always love both of our voices on this website. And I feel proud of Claire and I feel proud of myself. And and it's just, it's just absolutely lovely to have sort of, um, oh, this is going to sound grim, but fans... <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it is lovely and people really like shouting about it as well the people that do love it really really like talking about it we get the odd email or the odd message um, you know maybe someone that I know but I haven't seen for years and years or, or even just somebody who kind of sees themselves a little bit in either Rebecca's situation or in their love of products or whatever yeah. um, and, and sometimes we do just get these lovely messages saying it's so brilliant well done I absolutely love it I know I haven't seen you for years but I just thought I had to say you know, um, well done, it's fantastic. And then the and odd, yeah. odd Marion Keys and the odd Bryony Gordon that will, you know, retweet it and say, women should read this, it's great. And I, it's just like, we just can't <laughs> believe it. <laughs> you know, That was a real high point, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. it's where social media really comes into its own, actually. Yes. I think social media can be the, a force for a lot of 
a lot of bad in the world, but um, but it's all, I mean, I know from personal experience that it can be a real force for good as well. And, and can you think of a time when uh, you've not been recognised in your jobs, when e either as an actor or uh, in teaching, when you've worked your socks off and... Um, yeah, certainly in teaching. I mean, I, uh, I had to sort of try on a lot of careers before I found something that suited me and my nature, I suppose. And with teaching, um, it was like the goalposts were always getting moved, you know, and so you would... Uh, be working really, really hard at capacity, and then suddenly there would be another email from a manager that you'd only met a couple of times, um, working in another building, saying, "Oh, you know, we actually need this other layer of data input, this other thing you need to be proving," um, and getting further and further away of all the things that make you tick as a teacher. It was really, really hard, actually, and it just, you know, it felt like a leaky bucket. Nothing was ever, ever enough. Um, and I think that that really depends on where you work. You have to find a school that's a good fit for you and so on. But um, that was the thing to me that I just couldn't get used to. I don't think anyone could, really. Yeah. All the time <laughs> is the answer, as an actor, is the honest answer as an actor. And uh, I would say that the majority of that is about the audition process. Do you work your arse off for an audition? Because it's an opportunity. And... That comes with sitting, like cancelling plans, sitting at home. Sometimes, often you can be sent uh, maybe 14 pages of dialogue to be read, read the next day and you're expected to have learned it and to have a grasp on what the project is about and to understand your character and where it fits within the, the wider context. Um, you can be asked to read an entire Shakespeare play in two days and then go and audition for the two lead characters, which is what I'm doing later today, um, and have a day to do that. And, you know, and, and to think not only about that, but also about how you relate to that character, how their difficulties relate to difficulties that have happened in your life, and to be able to articulate that in a room. And then you walk away, and sometimes you never hear again about anything. And um, it's a really draining and, um, and, and often sort of quite, quite sad and, and lonely process. Um, when you feel as though you've imparted something about you and your, your sense of, and your soul, I suppose, it doesn't sound too wanky, um, to, to, to somebody, um, and then to, to never, never hear a yes or a no again, um, repeatedly, this is, often maybe sometimes twice a week, it just never ever gets easier, and uh, that's not only not recognising your, your talent, but also your time. And I think that's really, really difficult for an actor, mm. and it's not spoken about enough either, because actors are often quite scared about not getting the job, so they sort of don't tend to complain too much, but I don't mind. <laughs> I'll complain. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's nice that you recognise each other and say you've scored well, but, scored well, but the reality is, uh, research shows that on average, people are thanked uh, for doing something well once every four and a half months. So although it's a, a key determinant of how happy you are at work, and as you say, Claire, it's very easy and straightforward to do, actually it's not done very often. Well, we thank each other all the time, don't we? We're so <laughs> glad we do. We always say, thank you so much for doing that for me. That was brilliant. And, you know, and we'll just go, don't worry about that. Don't worry and thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's, it's, it's big in the trial language. Very good. Okay, next question. Do you have enough information to do your job well? Ooh. I have, uh, I have enough of a sort of bank of um, 
grubby things to say about very expensive products <laughs> <laughs> in my mind, insofar as writing the reviews go. Um, we don't we don't really go into the science of beauty products. We're not as, as Beck said to me the other day, we're not dermatologists. Um, it's you know we have an interest and I think that we do have loads of information all the time from um, kind of beauty journalism as a whole, which is um, very thorough and comprehensive, but in a different way from us. So I suppose, yeah, I would, I would score that really highly, actually. I think I've got loads of information about what products are there, what they do, how much they cost, where I can get them, where I can try them out. Um, you do? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's startling, actually. It's encyclopedic knowledge. I think that as well, you know, we present ourselves on the trial as a sort of an every woman, you know, and... We, that's quite deliberately, in, in as much as we're incredibly passionate about it and we're just like you, um, which I think is, is something that people really like and people really enjoy. And we're not, we're not speaking from a place of you know, authority and people know that and we're really candid about it. I mean, I would score, to be honest, slightly low. I think I would go for six on this because I'm really... Keen. The more I the more I write about it, and the more I know about it, the keener I am to learn more. And I actually think that that's really that's really good, and it's really interesting, and, okay. and I'm up for it. That's good. So, I'm going high. I'm going nine. So we're going nine and a six. Okay. Next question. Do you feel information is openly shared with you at work? So do you openly share information with each other? Are you honest with each other about what's going on? It's too open. <laughs> <laughs> There's, there's <laughs> absolutely nothing that Claire doesn't know about me, my life, or my position within the trial. And vice versa, sorry, that sounded really tired, didn't it? It, it did, it did. It sounded slightly no, groggy. I, I didn't mean it that way, I just meant that we are incredibly open with each other. We're very close friends, you know, so um, yeah, and, and there's only two of us. It's not that we have to, uh, we don't have that challenge of communicating to a giant team of people, um, you know, it's, it's just... Bex and I chatting back and forth and, and being very candid and being very open. You know, the reason that we get on so well, and, and this probably, you know, was heightened by what happened last year as well. We're both pretty emotionally intelligent people, I think, and, and actually we are really candid with each other in terms of... Uh, I, I, I totally trust that what you're saying is, is the truth. I, I totally trust that when I say, I haven't got time for this this week that Claire won't resent me for it and and vice versa I think mm. you know we take mm. up the mantle and yeah I don't think that I don't think that at this stage at least it's possible that we could we could not be we could be more open so I'm gonna go 10. And, and just think about your um your other jobs uh as an actor as a teacher is information openly shared with you? Mm. Absolutely not. No. <laughs> so Absolutely how does not. so how does it feel different when it is? Um, what, when it is in this situation mm. in the trial, it's as though my, my mind is able to have a, a, a calmness about it in a, in a different way. You know, I, I struggle just like anybody else when I feel, um, when I feel rejected, when I feel, uh, when I, I, I feel as though things are being kept from me and, the, and waiting is a really, really, um, is a really unfair thing to do to a person, and it, I just feel a real sense of injustice about the whole thing that actually means that my mind is full of scribbles, and it means that I can't focus on my job properly, which I wish I could. So this is, you know, this is fantastic for me. Yeah, I think that kind of real 
can do with communication. It just creates um, an environment that is uh, feels very secure and very comforting and very sort of like you understand what you're doing and what's expected of you. And I think that's really, really important at work. And I understand that that can't happen everywhere because not everybody in a building can know exactly what everyone is doing all the time. That's not practical. But I think that if you sort of have a really good idea of strategy, what future plans are and your role to play in them, that can only help you work more efficiently. I agree. I completely agree with you. Okay, so it's both scored highly on that. Next question. Do you feel empowered to make decisions? Hmm. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we... We've made all that many kind of um, game-changing decisions with the trial since we came up with the idea. It sort of follows a format um, that, and it doesn't kind of deviate very much from that for now. Um, but certainly in terms of sort of pitching ideas for things we might write about or, or going, yes, I think this is great. No, I'm not so sure about this. For sure, I feel I can be decisive and, and, and open about what I think. Yeah, I feel the same. I mean, as Claire said, we launched this and not much has changed since. I mean, for, for the time being, I suppose I do feel empowered. I mean, we'll see what happens with it. It's certainly taken off in a way that we didn't really expect it to. No. <laughs> and it, it, am I right in saying that? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I suppose as a result of that, we're, we're just kind of keeping open about what might happen in the future. But for the time being, I mean, we're, we're pretty much on the same page, aren't mm. we? Mm. I don't feel as though I'm going to come up with anything that you'll that you'll hinder or feel differently about for, for now. So have, have you had, yes, a big argument about a difference of opinion or direction? No, we sort of like, there was one earlier on in the year where I sort of had an idea for something and then Claire didn't and I was in a bit of a weird space and I sort of went, I got a bit huffy. But then the next day we went, oh, sorry about that. Yeah, it wasn't a big deal. <laughs> and we spent, and I, got, I got a bit huffy and I got a bit sad. And then the next day I sort of went, Sorry about that. That was um, that was probably my my bollocks that I put on top of that. <laughs> and Claire sort of went, yeah, I'm sorry as well, and 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 on it carried. But that's what I mean about being emotionally intelligent as people, you know, and, and respecting each other to a certain extent, but also respecting yourself and the other stuff that's going on in your life, you know. Yeah, I guess that argument in particular was quite useful to have because it made me see that there is a difference in us in terms of the the time we need to make decisions. I think you're much more decisive than I am. Yeah, we spoke about this last night. Yeah, we? we did. And I and it's something I didn't really realise about myself until then, actually, is that I do seem to need a bit more time than most to let things kind of marinate yeah. <laughs> before I'm, I'm sure of what I think. Um, you know, it's like I, if I go and see a play, I don't know what I think about it until a couple of days later. Um, which is very inconvenient. Yeah. <laughs> when your friends and your when husband your friends are in there. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's not good. I'm trying to get much better at that. But I, yeah, I suppose I, I feel unsure of what I, I think straight away because I'm aware it can change. Um, and I think you're much more... I mean, I'm incredibly impatient. <laughs> as, a, as a person, I just am. You know, I, I have, I have a, a gut reaction to something and I follow it and I'm, I'm really quick, as evidenced actually by... By events of last year, I learned a lot about myself during that time, and I knew that what I had to do was very immediate, and and it came very good for me. So it works for me, that works for you, but I also 
I also really respect that because it's gotten me into my my impatience has gotten me into so much trouble that of course I have to respect someone that that is is calmer and more reasoned about things. You know? And do you think that's where the tension line will be between the two of you as you build your business? I think if we lose sight of what makes us us and what makes the other person which is very easy to do in 2019 when there are other pressures on you coming from every direction. It's really important for us to remember that about each other and remember that we, we actually do have a, a, like a fundamental respect for that about each other. Yeah, a sense of empathy. I'm going to give it an eight. Okay. I feel like, can I tell you in a couple of days? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give it an no. eight. Um, I... Yeah, I do. I'm giving it an 8 too, but not just because she gave it an 8. Right. <laughs> a, a little bit because she gave it an 8. <laughs> Can you go? Next okay. question. Do you feel trusted to make decisions? I absolutely feel trusted to make decisions, and I think we kind of touched upon this earlier, and that, that is the big advantage of working with a close friend, is um, there's a real foundation of trust there. I really, really, really trust Rebecca to not go against my wishes, make me look stupid, um edit things in a way that I'm not happy with. Um, I, it just doesn't cross my mind. It's not something I worry about. Yeah, I feel, I'm gonna get a bit existential now. I feel really trusted by Claire, but I don't always feel trusted by myself. And so I feel uh, that on occasion, I, sec I can second guess Claire's response if I'm feeling in a particular way. Um, and that's to do with myself and how I trust myself and my own judgment. But as far as Claire's concerned, I feel totally trusted by Claire. Okay. So I'm going to go with a. I'm going to go with a seven. Actually. I'm going higher. I'm going to go with a nine. I feel very trusted. Okay. Do you have the resources you need to do your job well? Mm. Mm. I think that. I mean, what do we have? We have. Website, each other, <laughs> about a trillion products <laughs> that we are still yet to review. Um, the only thing I would require to do my job better is time. Mm, absolutely. Actually, absolutely. And more time, not only to write the reviews and so on, but to try the products properly. Because, you know, you can, you can try on a lipstick and, and know where you are straight away, but something that, like a kind of, a skincare product, a serum, whatever, that is claiming to, over several weeks, um, mm. solve all your problems. Uh, you know, that, that kind of requires a bit of time and commitment and so Can you on. do half your face in one and half your face in one? <laughs> I'm doing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what that was. <laughs> that would double your time. Yeah, it's a bit um, two-faced from Batman, isn't it? <laughs> I think that, yeah, I think that, that time is actually a bit of a kicker. We're really passionate about it, and I feel like as though like that there's sometimes so much that I want to say and not enough time in which to say it. Mm. So I'm going to give it a five. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd also maybe just touch on this idea of us buying all our own products. So I suppose that's the other thing. I don't tend to try things that are more expensive because I can't afford them. Um, and I think that that's a really good thing in a lot of ways. I think that that means I'm not reviewing things that other people can't afford so it's, it's no fun reading about it's like these fashion shoots in the guardian or or, or the times <laughs> over the weekend and it's like 700 pounds for a skirt and i know i know when you think hang on this is not useful this is not you know 
Um, I, I, I want someone. I want to go up to someone and go, "That's a really nice skirt," and I want them to say, "Thanks so much. It's from H and M fifteen minutes ago over there." You know. <laughs> um, so um, I guess kind of the, the 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 buying of the products and the money to buy the products is possibly the other resource. So I'm going to just have to get a raise, I think. Okay. Very good. <laughs> So what are you scoring yourself? I'm going to score a five. Okay. Okay. Do you feel your views are heard at work? Yes. <laughs> yes. Very much so. Yeah, definitely. Okay. I think with the trial, it's pretty much just our views to the public. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's the point of it, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And, and to each other as well. Definitely. definitely. Yeah, I mean, I, my, I, couldn't, I couldn't be any more um, candid about that. <laughs> okay. But tell me, uh, so you're both scoring yourself. You've gone for a 10, Rebecca. What are you going to go for? I haven't well? scored myself yet. Um, yeah, I think, I think it's, it's really, really high. If it's not a 10, it's a 9. Okay. So um, you, for, for the trowel, working together, you've both gone 10. Now for the trowel, is a 10. As a teacher, what would you score yourself for your views being heard? Um, well, you know, I think actually the, the culture at the National Portrait Gallery is one I really... Um, really value, really fit into well, actually. They are always asking for feedback and they are always reviewing what they're doing. And um, and I I really enjoy working with my team and I do feel heard, actually. So, no, I'm scoring pretty high on good. there as well. Good. They're exactly. nice people doing good, good work. Go for a nine. Do you feel the organisation cares for your well-being? Yes, absolutely. Um, I think that something that's very demonstrative of that is... Um, if I'm a little bit snowed under or not feeling that brilliant or just for some reason unable to uh, churn out as much kind of content as, as normal as when I'm really up and have loads to say, um, I feel really kind of empowered to say so and I feel like I'm supported and you, well, you will kind of take things off my hands and you will sort of hold the baby as it were for a little bit. Um, so yeah, I feel you really care for my well-being and as a friend you just care for my well-being and I care about yours. Agreed. I mean, it was born from the the need to take care of my well-being and sort of yours by proxy, I suppose. Um, so, and, and we just really managed to sustain that. I mean, I was always, I was told repeatedly time and time again when I was going through this process last year and actually whenever I felt like, you know, I hadn't been taking care of myself, write it down, write, write, write. And part of the, the reason that the, the trial works, I think, is that we are really candid on, on these reviews and open. I keep using that word candid, but it's so, so right. We can just go, I'm having a rubbish day today. <laughs> On, you know, within the reviews and say, I've just been feeling a bit crap all week, actually, and this has happened and this happened. It's completely irrational, but anyway, I used this lipstick and now it's cheered me up. And, you know, and, and that's, that's the reality of things, and that's what's really nice about it as well. You know, Claire wrote a, wrote a brilliant guide earlier on in the year about having the, having the January blues and feeling a bit crap and, and just writing down all the, all the products that she used to make herself feel a bit better. And, she, you know, she shoved a book in there that she'd also read and, you know, and the, the Sainsbury's ready meal that she was enjoying. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's super fun. And, and that kind of thing, I think, is really, um, it's really helpful, actually. It's really helped me. It's at the crux of the hobby, really. Yeah. So, you know, beauty is not about sort of 
punitive regimes and mm. um, you know feeling bad about yourself and trying to change yourself or doing it for anyone else or doing it for anyone else it's really really fun and it's um, real sort of uh, time to look after yourself and do something pleasurable um, it's it's quite um, it's, it's just like enjoying really delicious food or a really good book you know it's um, it's pure pleasure and well-being so it's at the crux of what we're doing what we're interested in. I'm up there I'm, I'm on a 10 yeah you go? <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. Of course, a bit, sort of a happy clappy, isn't it? <laughs> oh no, here we go. <laughs> do, do you rarely feel depressed slash anxious at work? Hmm. At work? Not. No. Not in. Not within the trial. No. Not within the trial. I mean, I said to Claire, didn't I? And we were talking about this, you know, not not long ago. Once upon a time, I, I just said to Claire, it will sometimes feel like a chore because everything does sometimes. And I think that that is, that is the case, you know, to be totally honest. Sometimes it's like, oh, well, we better put some, we better do some output. And so you start and actually it has the ability to, to lift you. And, and putting that honesty down on paper, I think, will always, regardless of, of what you're writing about, always have the, you know, the, the ability to make you feel better. Mm. Um, so I would say I do, I rarely feel depressed anxious at work and actually the trial is really brilliant to alleviate me for the depression and anxiety that I feel within my other job which I, yeah, I think is rife um, within within the industry and isn't spoken about enough actually uh, from from all sorts of from all sorts of creatives okay so you're going to score yourself highly because you're rarely depressed or anxious yeah I am I, but I'm, so. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that actually uh, it's not, it doesn't, you know, completely, it doesn't completely U-turn, you know, it doesn't always have the ability to completely, you know, make my day when, um, when other stuff is sort of permeating my brain, but it does help me. So okay. I'm going to, I'm going to go for an eight. Okay. Mm. Um, wow. in the context of the trial, um, no, I don't ever feel depressed or anxious. Very occasionally, you know, oh, I should probably get something in this week I've been a bit busy I think that's the extent of it um certainly kind of as I as I touched on earlier I have tried on lots of things for size career-wise and there have been jobs where I've felt extremely depressed and anxious it's been a really really um bad fit for me um and sort of I and a real anxiety I guess in a bigger sense of sort of what am I doing and where am I going and have I wasted all my time doing something that wasn't right um, I think something as I've got older that has been really, really helpful has, has been to sort of really examine that, um, that myth, I think, that, you know, what you should do is have some kind of um, special hobby that you should turn into a meaningful career and then once you've found that thing, you will, you know, if you found a job you love, you'll never work a day in your life. And I, I just don't think that's true. I think, as Beck said, you know, Things will always be work at some point. There will always be aspects of things that are a slog. Um, and, you know, it, it doesn't have to fit that picture. And you can actually do lots of different things. A career is long, you know. And if you, you just, just read an obituary, <laughs> you know. <laughs> People ping around quite a lot. So sort of taking a bit of pressure off oneself and feeling like you can do lots of things. Um, is, is a big balm for that. So at okay. the moment, I'm doing really well. I'm going to rate myself really highly. I'm very happy in 
in all of my, my pies in which I have fingers, so I'm going to go for a nine. Very good. Do you feel you do something worthwhile? Oof, I mean, the first thing I thought was, well, you know, I'm, I'm not working for the NHS, you know, I'm not saving lives. As soon as you see worthwhile, and I think that that's, um, that's something that uh, a lot of... I think, I think quite a lot of people um, sort of tell themselves that they do something worthwhile and figure out ways to, to justify that. You know, I'm not saving lives, I'm not doing anything like that, but I think that I'm doing, you know, we at the trial, we have a, a, a really positive ethos and we are doing things that we think that it's for, it's for the good of women and it's for the good of the people that want to, want to spend their money to feel good about themselves. Absolutely. I think it um, is really joyous and entertaining, and I think that's something worthwhile in and of itself. Okay. I've still got this voice saying, you're not a firefighter. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go for uh, seven. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for an eight, actually, because also in my, in my primary career, I think that's something very worthwhile is um, sort of helping people enjoy culture, helping people enjoy um, museums and art, you know, I think that's um, a real gift you can give to people, so yes. Yes, and same with, you know, creativity. Great. Do you feel proud to work for your organisation? Yes. 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 Covered in gold stars <laughs> and gleaming and proud. Very good. <laughs> I feel very proud. Yeah. And I also, you know, I've, I've put a real downer on it, but I feel very proud to be a part of a production when I am. Very proud to be an actress. Absolutely. And proud of us. Yeah, I think, we, I think we've done a great job. I think the, the trowel is really, really good fun and very, very authentically ourselves. So I'm really proud of it. Very good. So you're both going to go for, what are you going to go for? I'm going to go for a 10. 10. And I'm going to go for a 10. You're going to go two I want to do well on this. I want the gold star at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> um, how likely are you to recommend your friends and family to work at your organisation? <laughs> I wouldn't want my family to work at my That's, That was my thought exactly. I thought, no. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> Not here as well. <laughs> I am. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would. That work at my organisation, mm, not my family necessarily. I think that that was. I think it was really nice that um, that me and Claire have our, our special thing. I don't want to join in, but um, I would. I mean, for my friends and family, I would absolutely recommend them to to do something like it. Like, of course, I think that this is emboldening, you know. And and I was. I think that could only enhance someone's life to do something that feels unapologetically them. And would you recommend your friends and family to act? Uh, and that depends. <laughs> many, many factors um, come into being an actor. And it's not just how talented you are and how passionate you are about it. I think that, it's an, it, it, unfortunately, it's, a, it's quite a boring answer, which is that it depends on the individual because it, it, you know, it takes a lot of resilience and... A lot of um, a lot of there's a lot of injustice in it, so it depends how you take care of yourself, and and that and that just depends on, on the individual. For the for the most part, I, I probably wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> um, 
but the the you know the the joy of it and the absolute unmitigated you know joy of it is totally worth it in in the long term i would say very good okay so what are you scoring yourselves for recommending where you work to friends and families Mm, a five we have asked people to to contribute haven't we that we we you know like and, and we respect there are a couple of contributors on the trail that that you know really want to write for us and that's lovely um, and we're really happy for them to do that yes definitely we uh we welcome more people aboard the good ship trail <laughs> very good but the reason you're scoring low you just be clear is because the two of you have such good fun you don't want anybody crowding in on you well we just kind of at the moment it's going quite well isn't yeah. it to be quite honest <laughs> It was just the thought of my mum or something. Getting yeah. Um, I I think that to to score it low doesn't really get to the crux of the question. Um, you know, is it something I would wish on a, my friends or family to have this kind of That's right. um, experience, this kind of sort of choice? I think yes, absolutely. It's very fulfilling. It's and another question, really, at the heart of pride. Do you feel so good and proud of the organisation you? working you'd want your nearest and dearest to experience the same kind of feelings so yes certainly i would actually i'm going to score that an eight i'm going to go okay with a... I'm, going to go, I'm going to go with i'm going to taking on board what you just said i'm going to go with seven okay right so we're nearly towards the end of the questions now um do you feel that you're treated with respect yeah Absolutely. Yeah. I hope you do. <laughs> no, absolutely. Of course I do. We we touched on it earlier. You know, we really, really respect each other, um, and uh, that's why we started doing this. Exactly. That's why we wanted to make it into something that was public. Exactly. You know? Okay. Good. You score highly. Yeah. I suspect I can guess your answers from your day jobs. Uh, <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes as an actor. Yeah, I really enjoy my job, actually. Treated with respect? Yes, yes, yeah. It's been a long time coming, though. <laughs> You've had to work It wasn't easy. <laughs> I should say, as an actor as well, you know, just because, um, I, as an actor, I'm someone who obviously came into the industry because I am uh, a bit a gobby show-off who loves getting clapped for doing that. <laughs> like, that's essentially um, why anyone, I would argue, <laughs> at the crux of it, goes into the acting industry. Um, and so, as such, it will probably never be enough, okay. what, what I have to say. So, so, I feel like sometimes I don't really see the respect that I'm given. Um, and that's because it's not really offered, but I'm sure it's there. Otherwise, I, I would just stop. Okay. <laughs> anyway, that's, that's a 10 in terms of the drown. Okay. I'm going to go for an 8, actually, because uh, I think this is not the best it could be. Okay. I think it could be even better. Okay. Cool. What, in terms of treating with respect? Uh, no, in, in terms of enjoying um, my job. Okay. I think, I think it's really, really good, but I think it's going to get bigger. Ah, right. So we're on the question now, do you enjoy your job? Mm. So you, you've gone for 8 for the trial, yeah? Mm. Um, yes, I think so, too. I think it could, I think it could be better. I think we could... We could um, well, that comes with us, perhaps... Growing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's room. Absolutely. There's room. It's seven, it, in that sense. It's an optimistic eight. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you feel you have a good relationship with your line manager? Now, line manager, you've got to look across the table at each other. Do you have a good relationship with each other? I mean, yeah. 
touched on this, haven't we? Now, be honest with me, Claire. What is it about Rebecca that drives you nuts? <laughs> this is a great question. Um, I Does she leave the top off the toothpaste tube? <laughs> no, no, Rebecca's an excellent guest. Okay. So everyone invite Rebecca around, I recommend it. <laughs> okay. um, what, no, you know what, I think actually, I think our, our differences in terms of our pace of working sometimes is probably the, the thing that is the most occasionally jarring. But I don't even want to say irritating. It's not. It's not the word. It's just I have to go, okay, hang on. Bex has got an idea. She's like in a rocket. She's going to go do that. You know, I'll let her get on with that. Um, rocket ship, Becca. Yeah, yeah. But that's great. I think that that kind of busyness and that um, industriousness um, is an amazing thing that I wish was better in me. So it's a really, really, it's an amazing asset that I can benefit from. So that's not really answering the question. What is it about Rebecca <laughs> that kind of makes you go, ooh? Come on, this is great. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have horrible things to say about Rebecca. Nothing. No, I don't. I love Rebecca. Does she wash up her plates? She washes up her plates. She leaves the bathroom tidy. She leaves the bathroom tidy. <laughs> she makes her bed. Oh, when she goes vegan. I was going to say, <laughs> literally about to say, is it because she's a hypocritical vegan? Oh, <laughs> vegan. Who sometimes just... We'll eat a donut <laughs> <laughs> and then preach about veganism. Yeah, we have a different approach to to food and cooking and so on. So, yes, I would say I would say definitely I'm not a vegan. <laughs> Should we leave it at that? Okay, that's good. And so, in return. Rebecca. Well, I mean, it, it obviously has a lot to do with Claire making ridiculously delicious meals that are going to like stop my my diet in its tracks, um, which, which happened all the time. I'm a, a huge, enthusiastic cook. Incredible cook. I just love it so, so much. Yeah, and, and there's just absolutely nothing I can do to stop myself from tucking into, you know, this ridiculous meal that Claire's made from scratch. And sometimes a sharp intake of breath was taken when, actually, no, come on, Claire, <laughs> I can't eat this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I can't do that. Um, and it's fair enough, I shouldn't begrudge you that. <laughs> Right, though I think the thing that has the most potential to uh, to jar with the two of us is what we spoke about earlier on, and it's our, both our greatest asset and probably you know our downfall, mm. which is Claire's patience and my impatience. And actually, it it could potentially take so little for that to be annoying about each other. Mm. Um, my kind of come on, come on attitude, and you're no, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually think about this. You know, I do a lot without thinking. Mm. Um, and you know I, I can run my mouth off in two seconds whereas Claire's more, more reasoned in that sense so that could, that could potentially have, the, have the, biggest, the biggest impact on our working relationship but luckily for the time being <laughs> Okay so now you have to score yourselves about how you f do you feel you have a good relationship with your line manager Yeah very good. I just do. I just do. I'm gonna. Do you know what? I'm gonna put a nine because Claire's I have that in mind. Four. <laughs> no, she hasn't. She's put a ten. Put a You're ten. goading us, oh. and I love it. <laughs> this is like um, Guardian blind dates when they give each other a score at the end, yeah. Yeah. and it's always really safe in case the other one's given them a really yeah because they want to get off with the other score. person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you are going nine. I am going nine Rebecca? just because of what I just said. Do you feel you're being developed? Uh, I feel as though when the trial started, 
it was uh, it was a real it was a real sort of catalyst for personal development in lots of ways, um, and that is in my write like in my writing career as well. Just a constant output that I had control over, that I could put stuff out and get better at the job, and I think it has done that actually. You know, I've written stuff since for. Uh, independent and the Telegraph and for Vogue as well that, that I feel is better as a result of, of constantly writing and, and constant output. I feel as though now I can take that stuff that I've written, put that back into the trial and I'm hoping that the trial will develop mm. as a result of that, perhaps on other platforms. Mm. So yes, I do feel that I have been developed, but I feel that I could there's there's room for improvement. Okay. So what are you going to score I'm going to, yourself? I'm going to put a six, actually, because I'm optimistic about it. Okay. Do you feel that you're being developed six from Rebecca? What are you going to go for, Claire? Um, well, like, I might have gone from a place of not really writing anything except for emails at work to suddenly having this kind of creative outlet. And if you'd have told me that we'd have been um, being interviewed about it <laughs> a few months ago or that there would have been any mention of it from, from people whose work I really admire on social media you know Marion being the mm -hmm. the sort of um, zenith of that um, yeah I, it's just very strange and very very um, positive and really really enjoyable and I'm just seeing where it takes us but I'm really excited because it feels like um, something that I've discovered that I'm good at mm -hmm. and something that um, has really given me a lot of confidence which is great you know um, so yes you feel as though you are being developed. Yeah, it's quite a soppy answer, wasn't it? No, yeah, it's a great answer. <laughs> Do you feel happy at work? Yeah, I feel really happy when I'm writing trial stuff and when people are reading trial stuff and, and feeding back to us, actually. Yeah, me too, me so, too. There's always, gonna... there's always a slight worry when you put it on social media. That's, that, it, it's a necessary evil to put stuff on social media now and there's always a slight concern that that people are going to react badly, as they, they might do with anything. But luckily, we seem to have a great support network. I mean, and, and that kind of, you know, that shuts me up pretty quickly. Mm. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with a seven. No, it's nice and high for me. I'm going to go for an eight. I feel really happy with it. Okay. So you've answered all of the uh, uh, questions now in terms of scoring zero to ten. There are now three questions which ask you, what three changes would you make uh, to be happier at work? Um, I mean, can, can I put more time? Yeah, you can type in anything you want. More time? We had somebody recently who put in money, money, money as their three. Yeah, money, <laughs> more time, more money, and uh, more time, more money. Actually, the, if we were able to um, have more money, I would want to employ someone to take care of it um, socially in the public domain for us. Yeah, that's what I feel. I would like to take that responsibility off. So okay. Employ somebody whose job that was in a dream world. Okay. Mm. What are you going to go for, Claire? Um, I really agree with what Rebecca said, actually, but I realise that's quite boring as an answer. No. Um, I, I will definitely say, um, yeah, 
not only more time, but dedicated time to do it because it, it does have to fit around our other work and our other work does sort of take priority. So, so you um, want to type that in as your yeah, number I will more, you're go more, more dedicated time. More dedicated time. Because um, then you're different to Rebecca in your answer. There we go, <laughs> very slightly. <laughs> um, I'm going to go for a um, bigger range of things to try. Uh, and then the last one would be, um, yeah, you know what, I think Rebecca does a lot of the heavy lifting in terms of um, the promotion of the trowel, and I suppose I feel a bit shy about it, I, you know, I kind of, I don't really tweet, and I don't really um, engage with it as she does, and I suppose that would be the thing to improve, to feel like I was... Uh, sharing that burden and um, you know uh, shouting about it loud enough basically so um, I will say more more mastery of promotion okay very good cool. do you know what I think you should do at the National Portrait Gallery you should get post-it notes write the trowel on them and go and stick them on all the pictures <laughs> they'll love that they'll love that they will love that they'll love that <laughs> Bring it to our you, ops meeting. Yeah. <laughs> or just just one or two, just in the loose, just you know, just yeah. all, all over. Anyway, um, can you just okay. do the portraits themselves. Actually? Yes. No. Well, the one that yeah. you like in room twenty-three. There we go. Just over all the faces. Just over all the faces. <laughs> yeah. You are bound to get some hits. So so we've now finished all the questions, and we go through a number of questions Great. that help us uh, get a happiness score for you that compares you to others. So the first one is uh, on your gender. Yeah, female. Female, age 25 to 34. Are you management or not? Um, we're management at the trial. You are. Feels good, doesn't Maybe. it? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Which document says most reflects? Like a creative. What are, the other, what are the other flavors? I know, yeah, it's difficult to pin down, isn't it? Driver. <laughs> <laughs> Which of these best describes the job you do? I think probably creative design. Yeah, it you yeah, could creative. be IT, but I think creative design better. Yeah, yeah, creative. Which industry do you work in? Um, media, I think, probably. Entertainment and media. Yeah. Country do you live in? So we've had people from 132 countries around the world do this survey. So now, in 10 seconds, you get your scores. <gasps> How exciting. But what this is doing now is it's looking for people who kind of look like you. So uh, you've both got your scores up. Do you want to reveal to each other what your scores are? 794856. <laughs> Happy cow. <laughs> <laughs> and so you've got your individual scores. So what's the world score today, the global score? The global score is 652. Yeah. OK, so you both sit well above the average of the more than 10,000 people who've done the survey. And then your industry? 663. How smug are we? We are very, <laughs> very smug right about now. So you are happier than women of your age in management who work in media well, and entertainment. Very galvanising, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> Great. And then underneath that, you've got the six areas that the survey covers. So reward and recognition, information sharing, empowerment, well-being, a sense of pride, and job satisfaction. And uh, you've both got one area where you've scored amber. 
So you, apart from your one areas, you're all green. Yeah. So uh, your amber area, Rebecca, is... Information. Yeah. So yeah. that's about you having enough information to do your job. Yeah. And for you, Mine is Claire? reward and recognition. But I think I've scored pretty highly on that. 70 out of 100. So what this does is it compares you My to 70. others. So in that area, you scored less well than others. In all the other ah. five, you scored much higher. So what the survey does is it draws out for you in which of these areas you score less well than your peer group. Oh. If you scroll down to the next one, you get the well-being index. And what the well-being index does is it shows you what your well-being is compared to the global score. And you've both scored highly. You're an, an 8, okay. Rebecca, and you're a 9, Claire. If you scored poorly on that, it would take you off to do the NHS anxiety and depression test. And if you scored lowly on that, it would give you some advice about talking to your GP. But the good news is you've scored um, uh, well above the... Um, uh, the pass mark to do that, which is sort of set at a seven. That's fantastic. If you go down to the next matrix, this is the stickiness matrix. And this tells you how satisfied you are in doing your job and whether you're likely to leave your job or stay in your job. Mm -hmm. And you have both scored, again, well above the global average. So what I can tell from that is that you have no intention of leaving the trowel anytime soon. <laughs> Absolutely not. You're, you're both uh, happy working on it. The, the next matrix is called Apostles and Anarchists. And on this, we, we plot whether people are apostles for the uh, industry business job they're doing or whether they're anarchists. They really don't like it at all. And you, not surprisingly, have both scored as apostles for the trowel, which is why you're very happy putting post-it notes on portraits in the <laughs> National Gallery. I love that there's um, a martyr uh, quadrant here. I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. There, there are people who are genuinely not happy but stay in the job. They're just martyrs. martyrs. You tend to find that they're lawyers and they're people who work in finance. They don't really like it, but they get paid very well, very well. so they'd stay. And then underneath that, you've got a development. Uh, and this is for measuring how well people feel developed. So um, you scored this a, a six, uh, Rebecca, and you're kind of bang on the global average. You feel that you're being developed, but you feel there's more scope to be developed. Claire, you've come out uh, well above the global average. You're uh, a nine. So you're, you're well above. But what we try to do with these matrices is if you score below, we try and give you advice on what you might try to do to either be happy at work or um, improve your career development. And there's three new uh, indices, matrix, that we apply later this week. One's on um, whether you feel included in work, one on whether you feel empowered at work, and one on whether you feel you have a sense of purpose in the job that you're doing. And again, the hope is that when people take this test in work, it helps them identify and realise where they like their job, where they least like their job, and hopefully we empower people to go and improve and make them a little bit happier at work. So I'm delighted to say that you are both really happy at work, which is fantastic, That's and you clearly so love working with each other. I um, think these all make a lot of sense as well, you know, because I'm from, I'm, I, I'm much I was much closer to this industry of the trial and what we're doing before we set up the trial in terms of like creativity and, and whatnot. So actually, it's um it's more of a constant. For, it's been more consistent for me, you know, in terms of like my career trajectory, tra my career trajectory. <laughs> anyway, and actually, it's been something completely new for you. So yeah. it makes sense to me that that's that we're both really happy. But yeah. actually, yeah. 
Um, no, what a useful tool, and how, how amazing that you would signpost to uh, things particularly in regards to the sort of... The NHS. The NHS and it's anxiety and depression. Fantastic. Um, that's amazing. Oh. Well, we want to try and help people be happier at work. So this is free for anybody to take. They can just go to Engaging Works and they take this test free of charge. If they want uh, more results, so you can get results on every single question you answered, how you compare. Um, and there's lots more that we try to do to help people if they sign up. And again, that's all free. So it's to help people be a little bit happier at work. It's tremendous. I feel like I want everyone to do it. <laughs> I do. Yeah, well, that would be great. Um, and so on that basis, two last questions for you. <laughs> what is the song that makes you feel happiest? Uh, the song that makes me feel happiest is uh, the Sheep Sheep so sh song by Cher. Make believe if you want to love to Because it uh, reminds me of my mother, for some reason, when she was very happy. Yeah, and, and I, just, I just love it. And I know all the words. <laughs> <laughs> and I can lip sync it pretending that I am sure. What could be better? Brilliant. And um, The song that always makes me happy is uh, it's Louis Prima and it's Bonacera which was my first dance at my wedding. Yes. Oh. It's a really, really lovely, fun first song, and it always makes me think of that day. Bonacera, senorina, kiss me goodnight. Bonacera, senorina, kiss me goodnight. Wonderful. It was such a happy day. If you were to nominate anybody to come and do the workplace happiness test, who would it be? She's got a great one. Um, I think you should get Kathy Burke. I love Kathy Burke, and she's so, so amazing in terms of, she's just really interesting to listen to, talk about her career as an actress, as a, a director, as a writer, as a sort of theatre maker. She's just tremendous. I'd be so interested to hear what she has to say about, um, about work. Thank you. And Rebecca? I think that you should get a chef. I, I, I would like to say you should try and get Marcus Waring because I think that the life of a chef, to me, sounds so extraordinarily difficult. And it would be really interesting to hear from someone who's had a lot of success in that industry and to see whether it was worth it. I mean, I've worked in hospitality, I've worked in the restaurant industry, I mean, I'm an actress, go figure. So I, I see how incredibly, incredibly hard they work, how little sleep they get, and it would just be really fascinating to hear about how they, how they work their way up there. Thank you very much. Well, Rebecca, Claire, thank you very much indeed for taking the, uh, the Happiness podcast. Congratulations on your uh, scores, and thank you very much for all of your insights about the trowel. I hope you continue to slap it on. <laughs> thank you so much. Thanks so much. Huge pleasure. Thank you for listening. And again, if you want to take control of your workplace happiness, go to engaging.works and take the free happiness survey. See you next time.